Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to Rebellion's Bloom, a Star Wars show here on the Penny Bloom podcast. It is I, Colton Robertson, and today I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you, and I am also joined today by KBZ Kyler Barnett. What's up, homie? Just just eating, uh, snacking on Grogu and Mando, you know. I mean, who doesn't want to snack Grogu and Mando? I know that was Joseph's dream back in the Dizay mm. when we were doing the Mandalorian rewatch for the mm. first time. Now, been over two years since we'd started that, which is kind of crazy. man. You know, yeah, man, change, change, we man. are about to get it again. Let's just take a moment of silence to honor the fact that man does almost that. It's been mm. two fucking years, man. Like that's kind of well, we got Book of Boba Fett, you know. Yeah, we got the yeah, little thing to tie us over, but it's been a while. It has it has been far too long since we've just got. You know in. how uh, you know how mm. Lion King has like Lion King one and a half. Mm. Yeah. I think you could call Book of Boba Mando one yeah. and a half. Oh yeah, it's, it's two point five minus minus yeah two point five sorry yeah yeah sorry. oh for sure oh, yeah. I mean I don't know oh, that, for uh, sure oh for now, sure bud this show though has turned it into really not in I don't know this show has turned into not just the Bad Batch the endorsement like of the Bad Batch uh mm. we're we're discussing the Bad Batch today season two episodes mm. six through eight. We've got yeah. six, seven, and eight on the docket today. Three of the best episodes of this show, period. Um, yeah. Whoa. Were these episodes good? They were um, fucking stellar, man. Uh, I'm very excited uh, mm-hmm. to get into it because, you know, last week, unfortunately, Kyler couldn't be with us. So we decided, you know what? Fuck it. That works with something we were trying to do scheduling-wise. We we're like, how are we going to talk about The Last of Us episodes one through three, the DCU announcements, and Bad Batch episode six with the stuff we've already got laid out? And we were like, fuck it. Put it off till next week, Kyler. We're going to make sure you can be here for it. And uh, you know what? Which is, is just great because... Gungi the goat. Gungi the goat. Gungi the goat. Gungi oh, is the yeah. goat, bro. I'm gonna tell you. He kind of looks what. like Craig. <laughs> he kind of does look like you know Craig. Kind of is a uh, closest to a Wookiee in the Star Wars universe, I guess. Uh, I would say closest in anyone in this chat. No one has any idea who Craig is. You know, is the thing. Oh, true. Yeah, oh, Craig. No Craig looks is. a lot like Gungi. From but now on, you can just think of him as Gungi. We're good. We're good. He is. He is Gunchy. Uh, no, I love me. So, and it also laid to rest uh, an internal debate I'd had for years. Is it Gungi or Gunji? And, uh, you know, uh, Gunji feels more right. I like it more. Um, for years, I regarded him as Gungi. I was really? Like, it's just wow. like, no, that can't be right now. I look back and I'm like, no, that's not it. That's mm. not his name. 
And, uh, of course, Gunji returning from the Clone Wars is where we'd previously seen him. As he uh, a sick storyline with him, too. So I'm like, dude, I remember seeing him. I didn't know where it was, but I'm like, I remember hey, this storyline because it was so cool. That was one of my favorite, probably one of my favorite. I don't know about where in seasons wise that is in Clone mm-hmm. Wars, but that was probably one of my favorite episodes, bro. Mm-hmm. I think it's season, I want to say five for some reason off the top of my head. The Youngling arc was super cool. Man. Mm-hmm. Taking him to, uh, taking him to Ilum and yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. Was so cool. Unfortunately, this makes it seem like Gunji might be the, uh, might be one of the only ones who possibly lived from that arc. I just mm-hmm. gotta say something real quick. I know this is way off the rails, but I, I just want to make no. You're looking in awe at that. I'm not even making – okay, I'm going to set a line here. Or actually, I'm not even going to set a line. I'm going to ask you guys to set a line. How how many goldfish do you think they say is one serving size? Oh, Take geez. a guess. 20. You said okay. 20? This is probably way lower than you think. I eat at least 80 per serving if I'm going to oh, eat goldfish. I, you know. That's why I'm going even lower with it. I'm going – they're throwing 12, 13 – per serving in a goldfish bag. Y'all are about to feel real good about yourself. 55 fucking pieces. Okay. You can make that out? Okay. 55, bro. The only reason I was so like, low is because your face, your reaction. That's why I went so low. I, my reaction was shocked <laughs> that it was 55. That's why I was shocked. You were shocked I mean, that I was with y'all. I thought it'd be like at least 30 at the most. That was like pushing it. Oh, you think? Oh. So I was shocked to see 55 because I was like, I probably eat no, like I feel real good about these. I thought for sure it'd be like, yo, this is a, a, a horrifying Man. amount per serving. I mean, bro, 140 calories the, for 55. I can eat like 80, yeah. 80, 90 of these bitches. Man. Maybe the Grogu the goldfish. Yeah, it was it was meant, it. meant for you to Fuck get this, gold, this, this goldfish bag to realize it's not that bad of a snack, I guess, but Probably still not. Man. Man. Big day for ah. snackers nationwide. I mean, honestly, Man. we're breaking news here. Anyway, big, I can eat Grogu, big, big, I guess. And diagram that includes Penny Bloom listeners and Goldfish fans. Uh, <laughs> I'm pulling from big. everywhere. Hey, I'm going to tell you. Like, I'm going to tell you. When I think about that Venn diagram of Goldfish eaters and Penny Bloom podcast listeners, it's a fucking circle. We all. I'm going to say it is I'm the same. same. <laughs> it's just a circle. There's no. Yeah, there's no I think y'all need to be marketing that shit more because I bet you if I go look at a cheese it box, that shit is definitely under thirty. So goldfish, oh. y'all need to be pushing this shit in your marketing. Okay, Let everyone knows. I'm just saying. Uh, uh, but anywho, uh, the bad batch. Uh, hell of a hell of a set of three episodes. I uh, I loved this shit, man. Especially. You know, I know people are real high on seven and eight right now because, of course, it is the day of seven and eight. And I loved that shit. Mm. Episode six is an all time episode of Star Wars animation for me. Uh, Tribe. That yeah. shit went crazy. Yeah, we can't uh, overlook that episode. We, we no. cannot. Um, not to say that seven and eight aren't as good as this one, but you know, like, no. I, they're, they're all just great. I just do not want to have Tribe overlooked because. I remember watching, I'm just like, oh my god, this is happening in the Bad Batch. Like, this is, I mean, it, it pretty much is a, a Clone Wars, like a scrapped Clone Wars episode. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it just, with the Bad Batch tied in. All right, 
I don't know the if Bad the Batch were originally were supposed to be in there. It was supposed to be their original introduction wow. to the Clone Wars was a scrap storyline where they went to Kashyyyk. Um, mm. And it, it was going to be Yoda the storyline in which Echo joined the Bad Batch, mm-hmm. uh, which I think in retrospect, I think we kind of got the good version of it. I don't know why Echo would have decided to join the Bad Batch mm. if it wasn't Skeko Minor and everything that happened there with him being all... all drilled into and everything yeah uh, I don't know, yeah that was some pretty crazy shit to learn they're uh, doing a, a lot of like filling in the gaps of big questions that we've like just had in star wars for a long time like i guess like we've we've seen kashik like go i don't know like the the remnants of order 66 and everything but like this sh- like we're getting like just that time period of order six like post order 66 just like everywhere across the galaxy mm-hmm. like we're getting coruscant we're getting kashik we're getting like just everywhere big places and yeah, it's seen crazy coruscant as the seat um, of imperial power you know i know we saw it in an in andor and stuff but this is like this is fresh off the change this is yeah this is the year after the fall of the republic and the rise of the empire it's uh it's a little different the tone's a little different there's something mm. there's like it feels like there's more I don't know. I feel like there's less hope on Coruscant and Andor than there is in the Bad Batch. Like, I don't think you, I don't think you have a lot of Ryo Chuchis left, uh, Mm-mm. by Andor, uh, by no. the time that comes around. And we do actually, in episode seven, get, and eight, we get a little bit of a, a cameo from a senator who is a part of the Rebel Alliance and is in Rogue One, actually. Senator Pamelo, uh, the black lady with the hood that's up. Uh, she is, I'm fairly certain she's one of the council members at, uh, at Yavin. Uh, if she's not, she looked mad familiar, uh, just from hmm. that dress choice. Uh, that was, <coughs> that was the vibe I was getting, but, uh, I didn't write when, uh, was it just like in the background in a different, or like when no, she spoke when up in there? Uh, she oh, spoke like up. came out and yeah, she was oh. one of the people in the pods. That rose up and like talked for a second about how was she, that she, the first? she was on the same side as Bale. Uh, like she, uh, she seconded the motion that this shit should be put to bed. Yeah, who are these? Who are these in Empire Senator bootlicking fucks? Who are fuck these guys? I want to. Yeah. And fuck that Yoda ET blended looking ass motherfucking hoe. I hated her. I hated her, bro. They sucked. Yeah, they sucked. I don't. And man, I was yeah, I so glad when they got sunned. Whenever, yeah. oh, whenever they, they brought they, the, she, they were like, "What do you have for these baseless accusations?" And then they show it, and they're like, "Ugh, oh yeah, mode. yeah." And they're like, that's what yeah. I, was say. No, I don't, I don't want to talk. Yeah, I don't want to talk any further on these oh, accusations. Okay. You don't have anything. Oh, new evidence has come to light. And it's literally video epic. evidence of you doing <laughs> the exact massacre—just absolute destruction. Palpatine enters the Senate build. You know, it's like Dude. literally. It's like Dude. once it can't go any further, and the Empire could possibly fail. Here comes Palpatine. That's calculated hmm. it the whole time. Apparent. You know this. This was his plan all along, or was it really? You know. Um. I don't know. I don't know if I really give Palpatine the credit for planning this all along. I think ideally no. he he just destroys Camino and no one knows about it. Um, but like 
I think he did not yeah. plan this at all. He just had to show up in the Senate that's and big, be like, "That's been one of the big questions." Is you know what did he plan this all along, or did he? No, fuck no, no, he didn't plan this. I all think along. he reacted. Just reacted. Yeah. yeah, ideally. If Palpatine has to show up and say something, that is a backup plan. Yeah. Homie, he homie has no intention of pulling up at any given point because do you see this motherfucker? Yeah. I, How I was, was th- this wasn't the first time that he appeared, right? Oh, I mean, we saw it like, in the three, remember? Or not toward the uh, comes toward back that. and he says like I, the first galactic blah no, blah. Yeah, I'm, I don't then, think this is supposed to be like the first time. Everyone seemed to know what was going on as soon as like the floor opened up and everything. Because they I did mention it's... though, it's like where has he been? You know, where is the emperor? If this is so, you know, they're like kind of just like man, he's just not been here for a long time. Oh, I don't like, like that's my thing. Idea. I don't think he I, I, if he can just show his face as little as possible. I think that's that's his ideal situation because, like I said, the more you look at this man, like I'm just, I'm just imagining, you know, the fucking president of the United States walking out for like the State of the Union, hooded up, you can't see his eyes, and he talks like this, you know, like I'm I'm gonna go, you know what? Maybe we should boot this motherfucker. You yeah, know? you know, because initially before he was just a senator, he was just a normal everyday average kind of guy that just had a normal voice you know and whatever and Typical white man and then you know just uh got scarred horrendously around the same time that the dark lord got scarred and you know in, in this whole crazy yeah. jedi battle that happened and then and then you know the the chant and then the leader of the senate somehow ends up massively scarred and completely different from how they were before and people are just like well the war's over um no way that's the same guy, right? Like that we're hearing in these stories. Like, how, how does, is there an explanation there? Like, I guess is it just that we know the story, so it's just so obvious to us? But like, how? There are, there were like five people who knew Palpatine was a Sith Lord. I guess Mace. And he killed Anakin, them all. Padme. Wow. Obi-Wan. Yoda, that's that's Obi Wan and Yoda's fault, right there. They knew and stayed a lot, right? They knew. Yo, well, did did Yoda know? Yeah, actually, he him no, life. he fought him. Obviously, did. And then Obi Wan did. Because Obi Wan watches the hologram he, of him dubbing him. Telling him, yeah, yeah, and then they did not. Don't say they wow. ain't did shit. I mean, he Yoda they trained Luke Skywalker. Yeah, but I mean, it's a long time to just after. I don't know. I mean, I after the systematic destruction of your people, um, you can't like Obi Wan gonna just like for a little sent bit. like a little note be like to to Bail be like, hey, this uh, it, this current leader of your government of your entire galactic empire. That's the Sith Lord, by the way, Bale. It just, you know, a friendly tip for you. Watch out. Bale knows, bro. He's literally... I think Bale knows, too. fathering Leia. I mean, he's got to have some sort of idea of who he's supposed to specifically... I mean, bro. So Bale knows. You know that he was up to some fuck shit, like, throughout episode three. So there's no way. He's more just a domineering, like, 
just I intimidating see, figure. I see they may Bale. not have the Bale knows, but he he can't say anything because you know he's got to keep the rebellion a secret. He's got to you know not die and have Palpatine just kill him. I think there's knows. also the fact that logistically, if you're trying to sell people on a rebellion, you don't want to tell them they're going against an evil magic space wizard. Uh, that's yeah, not. You an probably ideal want to prefer to keep. It's kind of like hmm. when like he's just Joe, a power perspective. Let's take him down. Perspective, yeah. For perspective, like, whenever I'm getting ready to go pitch against some dude that I just know is an absolute dog, I don't really want to hear and think about, like, damn, this dude's Mm. 6'7", about to get drafted, fucking NAIA Pitcher of the Year last year, fuck it, we ball. Nah, it was more like, you know, he is who he is, I can go get his ass, whatever, man. Yeah, this is fair. (laughs) It's like, let's focus less on the fact that he's an evil fascist wizard and more on the fact that he's a that he's he's a bureaucrat, you know. Uh, uh, wow. And <laughs> hmm. So yeah, I don't I don't think there's much. Uh, I think Palpatine tells them exactly his version of the story, and most people went okay. You know, the Jedi are portrayed as traitors. They tried to take him out. Most people believe that, and they just go with it. Um, hmm. It is. I wonder if there's just like a. A general person's point of view, history, you know, of Star Wars. Like, how the general person saw the events of, the, you know, like, um, cause I, it, I, I'd assume, like, everyone's telling crazy stories. You know, the jet, the Jedi are probably told a thousand different ways across the galaxy. So are this, everything, you know? And, like, I wonder just what, like, a general person who's living, like, just kind of like in the outer rim, you know, just like living a normal mundane life and they're checking in on like the clone wars, you know, like just checking in. I wonder like what they just what their viewpoint of it all is and like how different it is from just what we know. Yeah, right. I don't know. I don't know. Probably something like uh, like Owen Lars or like uh, Cassie and Andor. Cassie hmm. and Andor might be a peak example. That's probably, that, you know, uh, yeah. That is pretty. Obviously, he joins up, but he doesn't. He didn't know shit about the Clone Wars. He just knew that mm-hmm. it was bad, and he mm. didn't like the Empire. And he's like, "But nah." So yeah, I think there's a lot. There's a lot to be said for the potential. Just every man in the Star Wars galaxy who watched the rise of the Empire, uh, Han Solo, Ooh. guys like that. You know, like okay, a lot yeah. of people just kept living life and kept their fucking head down for as long as they possibly could. Uh, but uh, let's do some let's do some favorites from these episodes. Let's start with episode six. I know that we've been a little bit all over the place thus far, but uh, let's start with uh let's start with favorites uh, in uh, episode six tribe. Mm. Uh, and why don't we begin with characters? Uh, Kyler, how about you? What's your favorite character from this episode? Dude, I gotta go Gungi. I, I have to. I can't. Like, after seeing, especially since just, like, Clone Wars was such a different experience for me watching-wise just because I got into it so much after the fact. Like, I literally watched full all of it, one through, you know, seven, right? Seven? Mm-hmm. Or six? I watched all of it, like, after the seventh one had already been out for two years. So, I mean, it I clearly was, like, late to the party. Um and so, like, that was totally different because it's all so much fresher for me when Bad Batch kicked in. And so seeing Gunji after, like, last time I saw him, he's just this wee little lad, you know, going to get his, his kyber crystal. 
man, now look at him. He's out here fighting for his fucking life, but look look at him do it. He's doing the shit. The and the bad batch helping him. A little bit too impulsive. Uh, he's not careful, bro. I love this motherfucker. He's also my favorite character of the episode. I mean, it's Gunji. How, how, how are you not going to go with Gunji? Uh, hmm. I thought it was hilarious that, see, this is, this is the type of shit I want Jedi to be doing. You know, throw caution to the wind, homie. You got the force that, on your that side. That action. About that action. That's what I want to see. Everybody trying to look at mowing his shit down. And he went, no, no. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah, he said, I no. have the ability to Come do something about way, it. You will get clapped. Yeah, he's like, fuck around. I, I have the ability hey, to do something about too. it. Yeah. He, he is capable. He said, <laughs> this side's fuck around and this side's find out. We'll meet in the middle. Okay. They found out. Yeah. Yeah, they found out. I, you know, and I was thinking, I'm like, is it not Gunji? Is there anyone that you can give it other than Gunji? And it's like, not really. It's Gunji. The only one, the the only one who gives him a run for his money for, for me is Omega. Um, and that's, that's what I was going to say is like, you, you, you both have Gunji. And I'm like, it is obviously him. You know, do we just want to maybe, um, I'll get, I might give Omega the nod just because it was really cool her seeing a Jedi like this close up and someone, a young Jedi. And then like her later on, like meditating with the trees with Gunji later on. And then like Man. now seeing her meditating on her own and like, she's like trying now, like Gunji really, really inspired her or like really, I don't know, had an effect on her. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool. Like seeing Omega through all of that. Cause my favorite scene of the episode, I think is like, Omega meditating with Gunji like outside and you know the, they're like it just cuts to them you know they're it's just two kids after you know they just saved the forest you know everyone dug up the fire you know dug up so the fire didn't spread um yeah and that was that was sick really weird cut like a really strange cut like I feel Hunter was like uh, calling everybody, we need to start digging, and then like it cut very abruptly, like in the middle of Hunter saying something, and then like they're and they're like, oh, done digging, forest saved, and I'm like, the episode was getting kind of long, and I wonder, like I don't know, I don't know if they had like the actual showing them dig because like if you watch the episode back, it, it's it's so awkward, like the cut, it's, you, like, cut. You, it's like yeah, you know, it's so weird because. Hunter is like Hunter is still saying something like in animation, but in voice it just cuts and then just fades to black and goes to the next thing. Like it's very weird. Interesting. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. I really like the. But yeah, that's uh, I think I I will just to spread the love out. Um, I like it. I like it. Uh, and that's that is a good choice for scene as well. Them meditating together. That scene has my favorite line. Of the episode, actually, with Hunter's delivery there, of uh, they're both just kids, but they don't get to be. They don't like they don't deserve this. Basically, like uh, that shit was so like, what hurts the most? They're both just kids, but they don't get to be not in this galaxy. What hurts the most is a few seconds later when he goes, "They deserve a life far from war." Hey, bro. Yeah. This shit don't end for like twenty years. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ain't gonna no. have a life outside of war for a really long time, and that hurts. Yeah, 
No. Man, it's been brutal. Three episodes in a row. We'll have to talk about that theme for three episodes at the end. But damn, man. Damn. There's something in this next episode that just still to this moment, I am like, like, they really did. So anyway. Um, no. Dude, that shit hurt. That shit hurt. Tore me up. But there was still, since Joe gave his favorite scene, I'm going to circle back to that and I'll go ahead and give my favorite scene. With all these devastating sort of moments in these three episodes, we did get like a really cool, hopeful moment for at least like the music rising, everyone's face lighting up. And it's when Gunji reveals himself to be a Jedi with the Bad Batch right there. Um, I loved the way Hunter and Omega like... <gasps> Like, they both are just like, oh, shit, yes. And then the Bad Batch immediately falls back into line with, like, how they used to fight when they had exactly. it on their side. Mm, damn, like, bro. Oh, hey, now that you're saying that, man. Like, it was the first time that they've they've acted like that since they had a Jedi on this. I know that they're badasses and they do their thing no matter mm. what, but they threw caution to the wind after Gunji revealed himself to be a Jedi. They said, oh, form up get behind that thing run throw that shit like i don't know i loved it the way they all lit up the music lifted uh just seeing clones fight alongside jedi in a post order 66 context man absolutely mm. fucking awesome i i loved it Ooh, i did forget about the scene of omega going up to gunji like right after he was on the ship and like she gives him some food and is like no, it's all it's like it's okay. Like we're 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 all right, you know. Because Gunji was like, he saw the Bad Batch, and he was like, no. He's like, um, are you gonna kill me right now? He's you're like, what's still sweating over there? Yeah. Just... yeah, He's like, what's going on? Like, why are you saving me? Right? He's so confused. I feel so bad for him, you know. And then it just takes Omega to come over and be like, here's some food. Um, you know, everything's okay. And then like once he finally trusts the food, he's like. He just starts like chomping that shit down. I loved um, it. I loved it. Kyler, what about you? A favorite scene from this episode? Was it the same as mine? Well, I was just gonna. I I don't know if you were talking specific specifically about the tank scene where like they all just hopped into action and did that shit right then. <clears throat> no, I'm talking but about the very beginning. On yeah, yeah. On okay, yeah. Because I was gonna say the tank scene where like Wrecker's creating his own havoc, doing his own thing. Gunji is like. Not only getting that shit back in blood, but also really, like, just dissecting these dudes. And then, like you said, the dynamic, man. Like, when you think about, like, when we were first ever seeing the Bad Batch, like, mostly, like, you think about those battles, like, and having the Jedi alongside them and just, like, how that shit looked and stuff, man. <clears throat> and so getting it back in this sense where, like, dude, plus you're just seeing a bunch of Bosque-looking-ass motherfuckers just getting murked, which is just, like, never a bad thing. So, I mean... Just just touch it all. Hey, dog, <laughs> talking about Trandoshans for a second. Do you think this affects their relationship with Sid? Yes. I think I think this is what they're talking about. The past that Sid had. Um, I literally think that she was just, like, um, she's just part, part of their culture is hunting Wookiee and taking their pelts. That's, like, their currency. And maybe, like, she was just born into that, you know, and, like, she did it, and that's just kind of who she was initially, and then, like, maybe she left the gal, like, left, saw the outside world, and was like, yo, okay, this is actually fucked. So maybe it's, like, that's, 
the get around, but I don't know. She um, she has a Wookiee pelt in her office. Yeah. Yeah, she has a Wookiee pelt around like sitting around her chair. Like where she sits. Which is a rough look. Oh, they're gonna get back to that office and they're gonna see that and they're gonna be like, yo, what the f like what the fuck is that? Like mm. Oh, that okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah I, and it just there's there's such a di distinct character design about Sid that doesn't remind you of every other Trandoshan you've seen. So like I've been able to like separate her from Trandoshans in my mind for a while. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, I'm curious I'm curious what uh I wonder if it's like a family history or if it is specifically Sid's history. Like I'm 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 so intrigued by what could potentially come of that. Um but yeah, man, I, I, I loved that scene specifically that you're talking about, Kyler, and with the Trandoshans and everything. My performance actually goes to uh, uh, Jonathan Ligo, uh, mm -hmm. or Lipo, 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 Jonathan Lipo. He was Gunji and a bunch of Trandoshans. Oh, oh. okay, yeah. So this <laughs> wow. man got Played it on sides. Yeah, he played roll, both sides of that story. Roll, roll, roll. And then he was doing that. So hunting the <laughs> that you know that is actually hard, uh, not an easy voice to do. No, it's Trans not. Oceans, yeah, dang, that's impressive. Um, I got added on him like that. I okay. like. It. Yeah, I, li I like. Okay, I didn't even think about that because I was like, well, I'll either go D Bradley Baker. Um, obviously just for one, somebody or, you know, maybe just give Omega another performance nod, but man, no, I think, I think, uh, yeah, no, Lipo, Lipo, Lip, Jonathan, Lipo, Lapow. Lapow. I like, yeah, I like that. I'll, I'll, I'll give him it too. Cause I think he All actually, right. yeah, he deserves the, the reckon. I was about to give it to, is it Michelle Ong or Ang? Yeah, Michelle Ang. I was about to give it to Michelle Ang. Um, but this he, Jonathan Lapow deserves it way, way more. So yeah. No, I'm with that. Uh, what about you, Kyler? You got a, you got a performance you want to hand out? Um, I was trying to look to see if there's anybody that flew under the radar that's in it. I like looking for those. Sometimes mm. I found a couple or something. Like when I found uh, the guy from Ghostbusters. But yeah, I mean. <laughs> Gunji, I mean, if you can make Wookiee noises, bro, you, in my opinion, are, like, in a rare air already. Like, that shit is so hard. I've been trying hard. to replicate it, and I can't. I just can't figure it out. Um, So, I mean, if you can do that shit, plus sound like, you know, a reptile, I mean, come on. We're talking some versatility here. I mean, I gotta commend, commend dude for that. But... Yeah, I don't know. I was looking to see, like, there's someone named Shelby Young. She plays y uh, Yana. And I don't oh, know. Yeah. I I was gonna see if she's got anything else interesting in here. She was in Baby Shark. All right, man. All right, man. I had a fuck something here. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna. But pull. yeah, no. Nah, I think I think I think the dude who did Gun Gunji is that's a good pick. Good. All right, dope, dope. <clears throat> that leaves us with lines for you too, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, and I will actually just go with what Omega tells him. It's just very simple. Just, it's okay, eat. 
Um, but then the next subtitle is is like just crunches, like crunches food. Uh, so it's like it's just a a way that I can also give a nod to the scene of Omega and and yeah. uh, and Gunji. So uh, I just Omega literally just says it's okay, eat, and then uh, I like that though. Gunji eats. Omega's yeah. a little caretaker. I love her, man. She's one of yeah. my faves. I love that character so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Kyler, what about you? A favorite line from this one? Um, hmm. I had a few there, options. Like, yeah, and there was a specific one where um, Hunter was talking about kind of the Jedi a little bit. He said something like, uh, "He's a Jedi. He's or uh, oh shit, what is it exactly? I thought I wrote it down. He's a Jedi. He's not safe anywhere." Mm-hmm. And. It just feels like a very, I mean, naturally, like, we've dealt with post-Order 66 Jedi and, you know, a decent capacity in the last, like, few, you know, I would say, like, newer seasons of Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Um, And so, I don't know, man, like, you know, seeing him uh, talk about it, you know, like, that's just, that's something that never gets old. It's just that kind of, like, world building where, especially, like, you talked about how fresh and recent it is. Like, in light of Order 66, I don't, man, you know, we've never really been so close to, like, when all this fallout and stuff really happened other than the other Bad Batch season. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, it's just something that, like, like I said, just kind of builds that world. And, like, Hunter, you know, you talked about his reaction to realizing Gunji's a Jedi. Like, you know, they're all ultimately, like you said, I mean, it all goes back to kind of, like, that whole, like, falling into old habits type thing with the Jedi, like, um you know a jedi is just kind of that instant like boost of energy like hope and stuff you know they are hope incarnate yeah like they they like there's this part in the first high republic novel that i just absolutely love where the book kicks off with like a like not a natural disaster a disaster kicking off on like a large scale it's gonna affect an entire system and they're they're like oh my fucking god what are we gonna do they just got a random order to evacuate the system like the system hop in a ship and go into hyperspace somewhere else type shit um and then uh a jedi master avar chris comes over on her ship and is like don't worry we're here and there's this little line that goes uh they had they finally had that one that little thing hope and it's just like that's what jedi do that's like what they're about they are uh they are the light and uh gunji being a little bit of a light for not just the batch for the first time in a few weeks i feel like you know they've they've had a rough go of it for a while now with crosshair having dipped on them and stuff uh but for the wookies who are clearly going through it um them them returning him to kashik was super cool uh and a few Man. of the other Oh, go ahead. Sorry, no. You finish your thought because I'm just gonna. I was gonna pivot. Oh, I was just gonna say, seeing Kashyyyk is something that never gets old, and especially since I think the last time I really saw Kashyyyk was in uh, uh... Fallen oh, Order. What? Yes, correct, yeah. dude. Man, just Kashyyyk is just, and especially Fallen Order is a really good example because you see the Empire's impact on Kashyyyk, and like that is just so fucked. So I mean, yeah, like seeing it in the like. In- and chains and stuff and, and cells. Man. Yeah, man. And, uh, what's interesting about this for me is that, uh, I, I love the design of Kashyyyk. You, we, the fact that we're on the ground 
in Kashyyyk, I feel like is kind of a reflection of the fact that the Empire has taken over the planet. You know, they spend their time up, like all the platforms mm-hmm. you saw up in the trees, uh-huh. prequels and stuff. Like the fact that we are so low and on the surface of Kashyyyk with all the dangerous animals and stuff, like Man. they're only there because they have to be. Mm-hmm. I, that was uh, also another really good scene. Sorry, the the is it the Ganath or Ganath or I don't know how the hell you pronounce it. The spider looking ass thing, you know. Mm, yeah, the spider looking ass when, when, with the when, big ass ears that the Wookies ride. I love that. When Gunji when Gunji said like, "Nah, it's okay. They won't do any harm mm, yeah. or whatever." Like mm. that just like peak. Like, and I don't even. That's not even so much Jedi. I just love these little insights into the like. Wookie kind of like thing like you know that's like the perfect balance of like it's the Wookie belief but also the Jedi belief in essence that's like, why you Wookie know, you Jedi the are the fucking best I love yeah. Wookiees uh, there was this mm. there, another one of the lines that I almost consider and there's a couple of them are in regard to the trees um, mm. uh, whenever tech is like uh, they believe that uh, the tree, this planet belongs to the trees and they are allies in this fight uh, mm. And then there's that part where Gunji turns around and is like, raw, 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 and Hunter's like, the trees have a plan. Mm. All right. Whatever they say, you know, like he's like, mm-hmm. I'm in, you know, yeah. I trust you. You listen to the trees. I dig mm-hmm. it. Uh, yeah. Doesn't someone say like, we need all the alloys we can get. I feel like yeah. Hunter like says something like, like at the end there. Yeah. The text line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man. I don't know. That, that was really cool. Like the, the, apparently that was a really big part of the scrapped episode um was that they in order to take out the Trandoshan army they set the trees on fire themselves to get rid of the Trandoshan or uh the Trandoshans and they they prayed to the trees before saying like hey we're about to do something very bad it, but you know greater you know blah 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 whatever um and it, i don't know it's really interesting like seeing these episodes um, I I don't know if the next two are scrapped episodes, but it feels like they're just kind of filling in these gaps that were meant to be um, released. I don't know. It, it seems that this show is going in a direction that I did not think it was going in, I guess. Like, no, it's, yeah. it's, it's opening these, up massively. Yeah. Um, all, all three of these episodes really felt like Clone Wars episodes. You yeah. Know? That, that, dude, yeah. okay. God yeah. damn it. All right. And it's not like yes. this is necessarily <laughs> new for this show, you know, like there was. There no, was but it, this season. felt like to, my specific thing I thought was like the last like season, like towards the mid earlier slash middle parts of season seven, like kind of that time when like it's kind of falling apart and Coruscant was getting a little seedy in the undergrounds. We get Ahsoka down in there and like all that stuff, like those next two episodes. That's kind of what that that was like. What I felt like, and so I'm glad to hear you say that because sometimes oh, yeah. I'm like, was, man, am I picking up the shit I'm supposed to? But oh yeah, you for sure are. And I was even, I was even like the less so the presence that I was supposed to feel. Like I felt an absence in episodes seven and eight that was Padme. Like if mm. these are Clone Wars episodes, Padme's yeah. at the fucking center of this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like this is. This is exactly the type of shit Padme would still be fighting for in this era of of Star Wars if she was alive. And uh, 
with that, I think we can pivot on over to seven and eight Ooh. in uh, the clone conspiracy and truth and consequences. Now, uh, Do we just want to yeah, say man. how right you were. Um, how on the freaking nose, just exactly right. Do we? I think I don't know if we in our predictions. Let's see. Yeah, we um, took it down. I was oh, like, we, we better take it down. down. Um, it was our first episode with the two episode premiere. Yeah, first Echo episode. Echo will, Echo will leave the Bad Batch and join the pre rebellion. In parentheses, maybe through Rex. <laughs> wow. I mean, or Ahsoka. You said possibly Ahsoka. And, uh, well, I think Rex Ahsoka, and Ahsoka like, are like together. Yeah, well. so like, it's like, like I mean, you couldn't have gotten any more spot on. Like, goddamn. Um, okay. So that that like literally when the episode started, um, because in the beginning of the clone conspiracy, whenever it because is it the clone? Or maybe I'm jumping the gun a little too far. He doesn't fear doesn't feature the Bad Batch at all. Okay, so whenever. Uh, Echo is like, I I joined the Bad Batch because it was where I was needed. It's where I was like, where I, I fit was. in. And it's then it's like, I fit boom, in. It cuts, I was needed. Yeah. And then it cuts to Rex instantly. You know, it literally cuts to the hologram of Rex. Mm. Like, it's where I was needed. There's an end coming transmission, and then it's Rex on the screen. It's like, and then from that moment, I was like, I text you, and I'm later like, on in the episode yeah. where Rex goes, uh, "Help is getting harder to come by," and then like Echo like looks down and like thinks for a second, and it's like, oh, it's a wrap. I didn't think it'd be done by these by the end of this episode. Um, oh, I man. thought that was going to be season long sort of. He'd oh, stick man. around for a bit. I'll tell you, I do like that it happened this way because I think it's kind of like the fact we got two episodes, it really feels like we almost got like, you know, Sopranos is 6A and 6B. That's what I feel like this is kind of like, I'm not saying we're going to totally develop an entirely new storyline, but like, it just feels like this is a really big like change in the in the game. I mean, naturally, like in the halfway point, like just yeah, Rampart, Rampart arrested. Uh, mm-hmm. Echo's leaving to join Rex. Like, this is a very natural, like, oh, you know, we're kind of in a good spot to where this, I guess, could have been the end of a season. And instead, we are halfway through. It is a good mid-season sort of finale sort of feel. And uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed these two. I love when Star Wars is, like, political thriller. Um, and, and, episode- and, like... It really was thriller. Like, don't confuse the po- politics and shit for like some boring or like just like you know grandiose shit. No, this was like I mean, there was even some shit. There was like some the the literal thriller aspect of like you know Palpatine like entering and like whatever you hear like the horror meet. Like we can uh, we can put Palpatine to thriller pretty easily, but like the chase, getting the getting the data of like and or not even that. Starting with just slip. Being like, yeah, they, I know, I know too much. I, they're all looking for me. Thank yeah, you. Uh, they're all looking for me. You can't trust anybody. You know, he's telling uh, Senator, is it Chuchi? It's Chuchi, but how? Ryo, Ryo, Ryo. Um, but yeah, Chuchi, like telling her, like, hey, you got it. You got to be very careful. Like, hey, check my proof. Here, here's my receipt. You know, here's my here's my tag. Um, hey, yo, Senator Chuchi, you really you really down like that? You really with yeah. it? Uh, and, and, and talk about how, dude, just sad, like, the, like, place clones are right now, this, like, limbo, and, like, just everything no, is just so no, tragic, no, no. and there's a line, 
I think it's from seven. I think it's the line from seven where uh, – or no, nah, it's got to be eight. It's got to be eight, the line that I'm thinking of. But, man, there's just some some tough shit for the clones in these two episodes. Hard yeah. to watch. Man. And, like, like really oh, hard to watch. That's the thing is that Senator Tucci, like, makes them think about them growing old for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, these We're clones – yeah literally they said it literally to us they're like yeah we're not even programmed to think about that that is how literal it is to them and she's like what happens when you get yeah just what happens when you get old and like it's time for you to start thinking about that and you see them all look up and be like oh wait i am gonna get old i won't be able to fight maybe one day what am i gonna like it literally hit them and they instantly were all like yes oh fuck yeah get us like yes um, and I don't know, that was, that was awesome. Like every aspect that led up to getting the data and, and putting it in, you know, and showing the Senate. Um, but the thing that the whole thing leading up to that was so awesome, you know, like mm. you had protecting the Senator, you know, trying to find slip in the streets and like the Senator tracking him down. And he's like, if you can track me down, they definitely know where we are. Oh, we gotta go. Yeah. And it's like, yep. Um, but man, Rampart, like. That's the thing is like Ramparts. He, I don't know if he's done. Done like his. I just yeah. he's, he's gonna leverage the information he has about the Bad Batch being alive to get out of whatever situation he's in. Ah, uh, I see now because I'm like that close to the chest. In my mind, I'm like, how is this dude not just dead? Like, how does Palpatine not just instantly take him in the next room and then just kill him instantly? You know, um, but that makes that makes sense like because the bad batch threaten well i don't know is the the thing is is like on one hand it doesn't seem like palpatine calculated this at all but like this could have just been a calculated plan b because like he did get exactly what he wanted i don't think he lucked into it it's a backup plan it is another because like that he happened. did pass the bill and get the stormtroopers going like that. It it just that just happened. Like on oh, the fact that he got the he turned the obedience that he programmed into them and turned it against them. Like my fucking god! Oh yeah, and, and you know this is a kids show, and this is just the Galactic Empire, right? This isn't like real. There, nah, this doesn't happen. Thank you for talking about the fact that it's a kids show, because I just want to bring up the fact that we watched a man fucking hail Hydra himself in the fucking end of an episode. We yeah, watched enters fucking the room. Man. Yeah. Like, are Dude, you talking about watched... Rampart when Palpatine enters? Or no, I'm talking about the end of episode seven when the dude fucking chomps down on the taser and just absolutely ends himself. Oh, that yeah, the hell, man, it's Whoa. a kids show. Dude, yeah, this wait a minute, a kids show. What kind of clone is that? I don't know. He's he had a shit white programming. Yeah, he had some other shit going on. Just like I got... un, it's like a gun without a serial number, basically, to Rampart. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Wow. And that's that's basically probably just how hey, home it. homeboy wow. he completed his mission and then it was I guess. But damn man, this is a kid yeah, show and really just did that. Well, and this kind of what's interesting is I am so fucking excited that the Mandalorian season three is coming up so soon because the last mm. time we watched someone do this was in the Mandalorian. And I I'm 
fairly certain the thing he calls himself right before he does it is a fucking believer. Like, oh. like, oh, like and they were getting into the cloning stuff, kinda in there. And Grogu's definitely part of it. I mean, they were getting some of his DNA for something. Yeah. I know you hate. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's no, not yeah, related that's to Palpatine. Clearly, the, the goal with Grogu. I just don't. I don't like the theory that Grogu is a clone, and I don't like the theory that he's combined with uh, Omega and Kino Lloyd. Oh, oh, I don't think Grogu's a clone. You think I think Grogu's a clone? No, oh. I don't think you think that. That's what I don't like about the Grogu clone theory. Grogu's definitely just a fucking little guy. He's yeah, no, like, he's they just got his DNA. Like it's just the equivalent if they just had Yoda's DNA. It's Yoda, yeah, it's like it's the yeah. same thing. There's no question about that. Um, the only the when I say Yoda, Omega, and all of these people, blah blah blah, are Snoke and are Pal- in turn Palpatine. What I really mean is that like these really people, mean. these people gave the Empire the research or the progress they needed to make that clone like omega was crucial in finding out how to give a clone force sensitive abilities somehow i don't know because there's something going on with omega and something they did gave them the ability to make snoke grogu gave them the literal maybe force of you know like it's just like ingredients to them not necessarily like um (laughs) it's just their (laughs) dna straight up um, no, I and I want you to know that I 100% understand what you mean. Mm. And you and still hate it? No, no. This is hilarious. It is when I start to go fucking, no, that's wrong. Mm. Um, Grogu mm. and Omega, I don't like, and I'm still on the fence about Omega, but Grogu, I'm 100% on board with yeah, that. And he Omega, yeah, and his DNA meditating scene. The, the meditating scene where she's trying to then text, uh, she's like, I'm not as good at it as Gunji. And he's like, well, he's a Jedi, so. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty funny. Hey, I texted Joe. I have a little theory where I, um, I'm much more on board with the idea that Omega is force sensitive than I was before. Um, and my theory is that she wasn't cloned to be force sensitive. She is a clone who happens to be force sensitive it's kind of a one in every billion sort of chance yeah like a lotto it's like a, yeah. a, a lottery type thing where like yeah. you, hey, you're mm. lucky it's possible to create without fucking up a clone but a clone who happens to have it can be cloned just normal and see um, i agree i she's definitely she has something about her that is for she is something I, that is I'm, for sure i think yeah, we can all I mean, agree I don't, there the, it, yeah, it is I, not I a coincidence vibe. It is not a coincidence that she is the singular female clone of Jango Fett, and she's force sensitive. That's not a coincidence to me. I well, and I just there's, think there's it's no hard. way that it's like not just one of the regular clones that it is Omega specifically her. That's my catch up. You know, I can't I can't just say that that's not a coincidence. Um, I just think it's hard. I think it's hard to get a like total like idea if that's where they're leading us or not, just because like. I don't know if she really has a person that can kind of hone into those abilities for her, like kind of help her, like tap into them more. She doesn't have the, like, you know, mentor, no. master, any type character. But I would say like the kind of like awe and stuff that she is in of whenever she's in the presence of Jedi is like, I mean, that's not like nothing, I guess. Like you can tell that she definitely gravitates towards that, which like, I, I don't know. I mean, I think not that, I mean, who with... wouldn't, but 
aren't they trying to go with the idea that anyone you don't have to be a skywalker you don't have to be a palpatine it can be the force was awoken throughout the galaxy right like it can no, be it's kind of anyone yeah. i think that's the idea they're going with and i think it makes way more sense it's like someone like hunter could never be force sensitive because like it's just never in his mind that he could ever even think that way you know it's like He's programmed as a clone to think that way, even though that he's the Bad Batch and thinks above other clones. It just can't happen. But someone like Omega, who is very alone already, she has to think her like you know, think a lot by herself, make her own decisions internally. Like think a lot. Like Jedi meditate a lot, and it like becoming force sensitive. You just have to feel, and it's like it's kind of like a light bulb that clicks. I don't like. I don't really see force sensitive as like a gene or it's something in your body like a like a you know like it's like the X gene you know or necessarily i think it's like anyone can do it you naturally th- you know the m count might just be how easy it is for you to connect with the force but i think anyone can it might just be a little more difficult for you but it's like the more you just sit down the more you meditate the more you just believe in it you know the more i think it can come to you Okay, uh, I like that perspective. I like that perspective of the force and potentially being accessible to anybody. Um, I do think there are some people who it's just not possible for because we have mm-hmm. seen devoutly religious force believers that's true. who are not mm-hmm. force sensitive. That's true. I guess um, there has to be the balance to everything. There is, there like, is something, yeah. you know, but like uh, there's definitely people who like are born and no matter what will be force sensitive, like Anakin, you know, like that's the prime example of someone who was born that no matter what, that dude's going to be force sensitive. And mm-hmm. then you have like the opposite of like Chirrut Imway where he is the most devout, you know, person, one of the most devout force people we've seen and I'd say he's He's got the force on his side, but he's not. He's not force sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So there's, yeah, there's kind of every example there. Which I don't know. I I don't know if that's what they're kind of going with for the force. But that that little the the boy with the broomstick, you know, just showing that the simple boy that we know nothing about is force sensitive. I think is is them just kind of being like accept that anyone across the universe or across the galaxy can be a Jedi now. Oh yeah. And I don't like, I, I certainly, I'm, I'm certainly with you because there were hundreds of thousands of Jedi before the systematic destruction of them. So like it, I'm 100% on board with the idea that anybody can be a Jedi, which is why I'm like, I think that, uh, my thing about Omega is that I think we'll see her display force, force sensitivity in a way that's, uh, more intuitive as opposed to warrior like abilities. Um mm. I think we're gonna see her just kind of oh. things mentally a little bit easier than a lot of other people can. Um oh my god, you're so right. Learn things very easily. She takes on everybody, she takes things from everybody very she learns so fucking good. He's not gonna be know? like a Jedi Jedi. She's gonna be more of like a political Jedi. She's gonna be a fucking thinker, man. She's gonna be yeah, a like a uh, philosopher, more of a. Ph- oh my god, yeah. no, because, that's where I'm at. Oh my yes, dude. The literally, like Senator Tucci, like bringing her into the Senate room. Like, okay, that has to be my favorite. Oh, is that episode? Oh, I, that's no, eight. that's damn it. Fuck. Because no, Palpatine coming out just like, fucked. Because that's to. the thing about seven is that seven's an important prelude to eight. Um, it's why I'm, it was released I'm at the same again, time. I'm again in a place where like I was with like episode two of The Last of Us, where mm. I'm like, 
what we did here in about 25 minutes probably could have been accomplished in about 10 to 15. Yeah. Um, I do appreciate, um, I do appreciate the whole episode because I like characters like Slip. I like Bail Organa and Chuchi's, uh, interactions. Um, man, but, Bail uh, has a real knack for just like sneaky links, bro. That dude <laughs> is the goat. He is like beat the charges back to back to back. I think this two episode release, it's the first episode is just to build the tension. Mm, yeah. That's like all it is. You just need to sit with it and have time. Like, that it's filler for filler. Purposeful. And like, that's the thing that Star Wars fans, Star Wars fans in air quotes, um, I'll say, <laughs> that say like, all these shows, the pacing is terrible. Um, and, and these are filler episodes and, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, do you even know what you're really talking about? Because episode <laughs> seven is a complete filler episode. Yeah. But it, com- it it it's released at the same time as episode eight for that exact reason to enhance episode eight. Episode eight is better because of episode seven. Filler mm-hmm. is necessary in in television show. You can't in television yeah. like you can't just have big things happen every second of the show. You, that's just not how it works. And like the pacing of this show, you cannot discredit it. Like it is moving. Things are happening every episode. And it's filler, and there's like filler episodes at the same time. It's like this is the perfect combination of both. And if you're complaining now, I'm sorry. I don't know what I don't know what you want out of Star Wars television. If you're complaining about this season no, so yeah, far, yeah, this is uh this has been an incredible season of television, and uh, I've hey man, that's all we are. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, long long wait, like shit. We're gonna see so much more. I'm so excited. We're only halfway there. Halfway. Halfway. Holy fuck. But let's let's us do some favorites since uh since we're here. Uh episode seven specifically. This is devoid of batch members. Um mm-hmm. and Bad. let's let's start with uh let's start with performance just for the fuck of it. Um, where where are we sitting uh performance wise? Um I'm thinking of giving it to I don't I don't know who played Senator Tucci, um, Jennifer Hale. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really just she was a very hopeful voice, you know, and like a little. I guess she was learning like how things worked at the same time as she was like explaining them to it. Like she was finding out that you know it was a lot bigger uh, than she thought. You know, talking to Bale and stuff like that. But then her, I guess it's later on. But whenever she's talking to like Omega. Um, specifically, like, in telling her, like, yeah, the clones don't have any representation. Omega's like, yo, what the fuck is that about? And it's like, yeah, I know. It's it's actually terrible. Like, explaining the world, you know, as it is to Omega, it's just really mm-hmm. sad. But but her in episode, um, in the first episode, it's like, you see, like, the fear. Like, and, you know, she has to, like, sneak around, I don't know, get get all the information. I just really, like her um this episode specifically i think she was like the the character i attached to the most so i think i'll give it to yeah jennifer hale for this one i'm with you i'm with you what about you kyler i'm gonna go d bradley baker he's not i mean obviously he's the batch characters but i thought just the work with the other clones like slip and kate just like Ooh, hey, that's work okay. To do slip. yeah okay that is good so I just, I like you want to go just slip specifically. Yeah, if we're, talking, just... if we're talking about fear and like portraying that through your voice, the so like hushed, yeah. like can you be trusted sort of thing. Like if if you found me, where 
they could have yeah. followed you. Where, where, like mm. D. Bradley Baker killed that shit. That was a, it was a fantastic performance. No, I, I like. No, yeah, go ahead. No, that's right. I was just gonna say that too. Yeah, I mean, like he really did. Like, I don't know. I mean, like it's slight differences always, but like to me, like that's not everything. Like you got to talk about animation's different where like you're drawing the emotion and like i don't necessarily know whether like the stuff gets drawn and like animated and like you know whether it's digitally or whatever i don't know if it gets done before the audio or if the audio is there and they're doing it off that so i mean you got to talk about how like if you can portray the emotion like you said like in your voice like that's a big part of the animation too is like you know especially for someone who is doing multiple different ca- like you're doing the same variation of uh, the same character essentially you know what i mean yeah. or a different variation of the same character um if you're able to kind of do the things he does it's just I, he pops his shit every time you know but naturally because he does the bad batch characters i feel like it's something we try to give to others which is not to say the others aren't deserving but right. i just wanted to, i thought i thought i thought he he did some good stuff Nah, I'm with you. D. Bradley Baker's the shit, and we all smell <clears throat> it. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Damn, those are those were a couple of great choices. I'm actually going with something that just r- r- randomly stuck out to me as incredible voice mimicry. Uh, Phil Lamar as Bail Organa. Um, mm. I oh, loved okay. him as Bail Organa just because I was like. Yeah, this man sounds like Jimmy Smith's. You know, like it's it's a really good portrayal of uh, of Bail Organa, and I love the kind of air he carries himself with when he's in the Senate or when he's meeting behind closed doors with Ryo Chuchi. And mm. also, I wanted to shine a light on the fact that Phil Lamar is someone who I I don't. You've probably seen the movie by now. I know Joe has. Um, oh man, I shot Marvin in the face. He's Marvin. What? Yeah, he's the Wait, one that got shot what? in the face by John Travolta in Pulp Fiction. Oh man, I shot Marvin in the face. At least, at least, you know, he didn't get. I I don't know. More of a just shot in the face. You know, more than just getting shot in the face here. I guess that's yeah. That's that's awesome. It's finally not just in the back seat of a car getting his head blown off and, and the just a. I swear that wasn't supposed to happen in the movie. And I don't know. Like, I, it just seems like it, it just seems so out of nowhere. But um, no, yeah, wow. Phil Lamar Marvin. is actually a very Marvin is what he's known for live action wise. Very established voice actor in the oh. Star Wars universe specifically That's and, and beyond. Uh, he's voiced tons of characters in Star Wars. Um, at the book of Boba Fett recently, he was one of the uh, he was one of the bosses of like the Pike family. Mm. Uh, the one who was like stowed away on Tatooine, like just posted up the one that Fennec Shan goes and like assassinates. He's that guy. Um, Mm. man, he always getting shot. This man, he's always getting shot. He's catching bullets. Uh, Yeah. But Phil Lamar, I really liked him. I really liked him a lot in this. And, uh, just because I love me some Bail Organa. And if you're, you're making me feel like Bail Organa is Bail Organa, I'm a fuck with it. So Phil Lamar did a good job there. But, uh, How about how about character? What if we pivot to character? I mean, um, come on, it's it's pretty pretty obvious here. Well, I guess you could give it to like maybe Slip if you want to, but it's it's Senator Chuchi. It's Ryo Chuchi. Like, come on, it's Miss um, Chuchu. Little hop on the train. <laughs> like on the train. Why make okay? 
I'm I'm too I'm too deep in theory, and I know I I think too much into everything I see. Why was this senator just like the older version of Omega? Like it, no, it's yeah. literally Omega in like twenty years. No, yeah. I mean I'm not I, uh, saying that like it is very, her. The, no, anything, I get you. Like, I 100 percent understand. No, uh, I think it's mostly to have someone that Omega can relate to hard in the next episode and really uh not just listen to because she's there but want to listen to actually be inspired by uh Ryo Chuchi quite a bit because I'm fairly certain like if you remove the Pantoran uh features of her face and you make her the same skin tone as Omega she looks exactly like Omega like I, I think close the face my design... eyes that's the thing I was like looking away from the screen and like I kind of thought it was Omega like when I heard her when just the voice the yeah. voice Similar, like to him, it's just it's it, the voice is similar, the hair is yeah, similar. similar. It's She's all, like it's all similar, of, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, okay, I, I see her as just like a role model, but I'm like, I don't no, know. Yeah. I uh, think that's it. I hope so. I no, hope I'm yeah, not going. I'm not so. too lost in the sauce uh, you're, here. Yeah, if, you, if you're um, going any deeper than that, we're getting we're getting lost. Uh, okay. No, I'm 100 with my you. It is Ryo Chuchi. Uh, Chuchi, the way that she was. Like the fact that nobody else is out here championing championing clone rights, like the fact that she's the one who has to step up and go, yo, what about the clones, dude? Like not even Bale stepped up and did that. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I know Bale cares about these, about these people. I know he does, but like, uh, he's not the one who went like, yo, clones should clones should have the same rights as the rest of us don't y'all think why don't they have a say in this issue they are the centerpiece of this legislation how are they not represented on the senate floor right now um and i love i love the way she you know she goes to the clone bar and i love that there's a clone bar by the way um it's like a cop Man. bar or a firefighter bar they all just they all just go to the same fucking bar you know this is where clones hang out um or it's a little more sad than that it's like hardcore just like segregated like i don't know oh. is it like well they can just go to other bars i guess maybe they're they, still they the don't cops. want to they're the police yeah, right they're now they're not they haven't been outlawed or anything um, True. um yeah no i uh i think this is i think this is just uh they they stick they stick with each other and this is where they've decided to hang out all a lot mm. Uh, but I love that she's going and meeting with the people, the people she is looking to represent. She mm-hmm. goes to a fucking bar and hangs out with them and talks to them about what they need and what they want and stuff, you know, like. And it's not a it's not a political ploy where she wants cameras on her and everyone's going to see her talking to the people. Yeah. No, like uh, it was legit. Yeah, yeah, she she wants to look out for him. So that's why I fuck with Ryo Chuchi. I thought she's a she's a super cool character and uh, so glad we made it out of these two episodes with her alive. Um. Yeah, I was getting scared. I was Am getting I more... tripping, or did the guard that was opening the door for her totally eat a bullet right in the chest, and then just kept on move, kept him moving, kept trucking? That man was a G. Yeah. I, the yeah. other dude went out. I mean, like I was like, damn, he really ate that bullet. Hey, charge that one to the game. Props to you, bro. Like you went out on your sword. Like good shit, you know. Um. And then the other dude eats one and keeps on trucking, and I'm like, all right, maybe that dude was a bitch. Like, what the fuck was he doing? The first guy got shot out of the blue, not not knowing. Just shot. Dead. 
guy's got the adrenaline of a firefight exactly going on. this guy's fight or flight hey. he has adrenaline that it it keeps that is that's legit it keeps you alive like it's it's just like a person that is cracked out gets shot 18 times and doesn't fall down until like um until they lose the amount of blood to like actually make them lose consciousness okay. like it's this it's yeah um it's it's yeah i don't know it's it's legit i don't know i, I see it I, no, I'm just, I, we were just talking about this yesterday on the tales of the jedi live commentary um where we were talking about the character design for like different planetary guards yo the pantoran guard here what a sick. super fucking cool design yeah, too i love that shit i wish they gun... loved i loved ryo chuchi's hair and like the way like mm. i just love the creative freedom you have from having so many species and so many different uh walks of life it's really cool but uh kyler what about you a favorite character here I'll go. I think Chuchi. I was thinking more towards episode eight, but the more I think about it, I think I could do something different for eight. Mm-hmm. So I think I think Chuchi's a good one. She had my favorite quote too. I I thought she had a quote that I really liked. Um, so just she she brought it. I mean, she brought the heat. Like mm-hmm. I, like you said, Colin. She going in the bar and she's down meeting in the grungy areas. Like hey, one thing her and Bale have in common, hey, they'll get their feet and their hands dirty. They don't care. They'll they'll go do by any means necessary. Mm. Sometimes you gotta go and do some seedy shit to get what you you need to get the dirt on these motherfuckers. You know what I want? My dream, my dream now is for us to get a like Rangers of the New Republic type series post episode 6. The New Republic is trying to, you know, get their shit going. Mm-hmm. And there's fucking Senator Ryo Chuchi, front and center, old as fuck, doing her thing. You know, like hell yeah, That'd give me nice. that. that she doesn't nice. even have to be prominent. Just show me Ryo Chuchi being a senator in the New Republic, please. I need it. I need it. Man. Uh, yeah, I just realized she she got the clean sweep for me this episode. Ooh, okay, um, for everything. So, uh, well, I guess that spoils character, or I mean, performance for me. I don't know if we, I already we said did that we already first. did. Yeah, we did both. So we did yeah. both. Um, but I guess what do we want to move on? Let's to do. Next? Uh, let's do scene. Let's do scene. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, mine. I loved whenever like she knows or she got tipped off by Slip that Rampart was. You know, he did the thing. She goes into his office and she's talking to him as if she doesn't know. You know, but then, like, it evolves into, like, I obviously know now, and you know that I know, and now I'm telling you, I'm speaking to you in code, but, threat, you know, we're threatening each other in code, basically. He pulls the bounty hunter up, he's like, kill this bitch, okay? Yeah. Uh, like, and, and I was so excited to be getting a new bounty hunter, and then they were like, clone who's gonna kill himself. Dude, I'm like, okay, thank you, because, yes, first of all... I was trying to think of who it was. My I first know. thought was, I was like, like, dude, are we going to get some more Cad Bane? I was yeah. like, and then I, like, I thought, who the fuck is it? Yeah. Well, oh, and then it was cool. like the precision of the aim and shit. I'm like, is Crosshair still out here running errands for Rampart? I'm like, what are we doing right now, bro? I'm like, who is this? And then I saw the helmet. I'm like, okay, I'm just clueless. And then, yeah, Joseph, I think you hit it on the head. Just basically an unregistered gun. That's all that this is. That, that's, first of all, fucked up, but also. I mean, that was a little bit of a red herring there. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. For, yeah sure. for sure. But I love the 
the office, like the imagery being used, mm-hmm. like Rampart, the window, uh, it's, you know, you're looking at Rampart and it's hard to focus because of all the window and the light behind you, you know, it's intimidating. Oh, yeah. That's the scene um, you're going with. Yeah, then. yeah. Uh-huh. Sorry, I'm a little drunk. Oh, that's okay. No, um, yeah, I'm a little lost. <laughs> but yeah, that that is is my scene, and my line also comes from it as well. Um, if ah, I, if you do just go ahead, want to go ahead and and spit here, but it's it's like whenever they're going back and forth, and and she's like, yeah, uh, blowing up Camino, that is way worse than a tragedy. Actually, an entire people are gone now. Um, and he was like, yep, but. We need to move forward. And then uh, Senator Chucci says, perhaps it is easier for some than others. And then just walks out the room. And it's like Rampart was like, you know, he kind of thought for a second. He's like, well, yeah, I did move on quite fast because I gave that order. And I guess I did wipe. I don't know. I don't think he actually had that thought. I think he's completely okay with genocide. No, he's um, like, fuck yeah, I did that shit. Okay. um, I don't know why I'm trying to get credit, but yeah. Wow, I don't know. I just love that Chuchi kind of kind of slam dunked him, even though it it didn't really take into effect on Rampart no, wholly. No. But it was a slam dunk on the episode. Yeah, um, so. yeah. You're like fuck yeah, I like this guy mm-hmm. uh, or gal. Uh, mm-hmm. What about you, Kyler? How you feeling? Scene and scene and line. Fuck it. Go okay. ahead. Okay, scene. I'm gonna go with Slip taking the speeder off the edge, running from the bounty oh. hunter, and then just cruising around doing the G thing like we've seen before. On Coruscant, man, man, the only thing you're missing is the kind of like score that and like sounds sick. from episode two yeah. when Anakin that, leaps like, out and Obi Wan's like guitar yeah. type. Dude, yeah, yeah, it basically just sounds like a whammy bar for like ten yeah. straight minutes, just electric. Yeah, that's the, all it was missing though. That but, little dude, maneuver he did, the little like oh, turn it on tough. and then jump uh, and then like whoosh. Uh, oh my man, god, man. this man in the fucking skate. Whoa! He's, hey, he's hopping up. Which, he's spinning the speeder bike all the way around and landing back on. He's Superman in that shit. You know, like was, I don't Jesus. know. Jesus. Yeah, that was. That Jesus. was. Have you guys seen that on TikTok? Has any, anybody ever seen that on TikTok lately? There's been a big trend on TikTok where people are like, <laughs> it's something about how like atheists are like cringing watching this or something like that and then it's a dude on skate three that looks just like jesus and then he's like doing like kick flips to even flow by yes, pearl yeah. jam <laughs> he like goes and makes a massive jump in his t posing and stuff on the skateboard and they're calling him steezus yeah it's it's pretty epic that's what he my man was steezus out there he was going nuts mm. oh, i fucking love it i fucking love it no that was that was super dope but what about the line here well, I'm going with Ryo Chuchi. Um, she was talking to uh, a page slip. I, I don't, I can't quite remember who specifically she was talking to, but she said, uh, "You spent years fighting for us. Let me fight for you." And it's just like, have... man, I think Cole, that was you in the about, Yeah, you talked about you talked about uh, Padme a little bit, and like how that's kind of what felt like is missing. But like, it is refreshing that in this like period after this kind of like dark age i guess you could say like ryo chuchi's kind of still pounding the drum a little bit in the light of padme if that makes sense like that just sounds like a, a padme line to a t um so i mean i like that one a lot. no i like that shit a lot that's uh that's a good choice that's a good choice i actually went double rex scene in line uh, uh scene i went uh Rex, rex is machina <laughs> yeah Sorry. deus rex machina uh, 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 uh rex 
<laughs> Rex goes ahead and saves the day at the last second. I have dubbed it the Deus Rex Machina. That's pretty uh, good. How the fuck? Where did he come from? And I don't give it. I don't care. Up. I don't care. Hey, Rex is. He was Rex already heading there. He heard the blaster fires. Like, I guess I got to stun this motherfucker who's standing perfectly still three times. And only the third one affects him. Um, For some reason, I thought it was crosshair. I don't know. Like, I thought that this was his like redemption, the start of it. I thought that he was going to like come back and I don't know. Like, I thought that he, that's what it was going to come out. And then he took off his helmet. And it was Rex. And I was like, Oh my God, that's so much better. Like, I was like, oh, I was just. Well, I guess I saw the armor, and I'm like, well, that's not Crosshair. Um, and, yeah, it was it was pretty hype to see Rex take take the helmet off. I fucking loved to it. To see I the hair. You well, know, like, like, oh. There was that part where he, like, has that, coat, like, really shitty tra- transmission for a second. And, like, I know they were trying to tease something, but, like, instantly I went, that's fucking Rex. You know, like, I was like, I know Rex's voice when I hear it. That's sexy Rexy. Uh um, there's no doubt about it but uh my line this one's just more fun because i like i like trace and rafa from uh the clone wars ahsoka arc like we were talking about earlier in mm. season seven and how we know that they're working for rex in some capacity or with rex as a result of what we learned that in bad batch season one whenever he they inform him about the bad batch being out and about um but him saying you know uh a couple of my friends, a couple friends of mine own this garage. They're gone for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just like that because I like Trace and Rafa. I like that they're working with Rex. I like that they're still with Ahsoka somehow. I think that's really cool. And uh, cool seeing the garage again too. Like, yeah, you know, I recognized like, it immediately. You know, like, like as soon as stuff they, that was inside of it too. Yeah, I was like, yeah, ah, yeah. As uh, soon as they cut to that bay, I was like, that's Trace and Rafa's garage, and uh, I was super happy to see it. Just like that sort of connectivity, I love that shit, and uh, the fact that that's where the Bad Batch sets down in Episode Eight. If they need to go to Coruscant, that's where they're they going to go. Their spot. Like, yeah, they got their spot now. Um, but uh, let's let's take it there. Let's take it to eight. Um, cool. Man, just starting to fate like with favorites. Yeah, fuck yeah, let's go right to it. If we want to start performance again, I didn't know that Ian McDermott actually voiced yeah. Palpatine here, and I have to. I mean, I I cannot not mm. give it to him uh, for this episode. Uh, it's I love that voice so much. Like he and he, I, and knowing that it was him too, like that he mm. just came back to to do some Star Wars animation. I hope he's in more i don't know i hope like uh he just i don't know i hope he did a lot of lines because he didn't have too much you know i just love that this dude's willing to pop up and do whatever the fuck for his role as palpatine every once in a while i mean Uh, he i wouldn't be ashamed of it you know he did he he was sidious he was sidious in tales of the jedi he was he was emperor and uh, fucking Obi Wan Kenobi. He was the Emperor in Rebels. Like if if the Emperor has been a voice, it's wow. been Ian McDiarmid. That's awesome. He didn't voice uh Senator and Chancellor Palpatine in the Clone Wars, but mm. uh, he did. He did do all, all the other voices for him. Uh, and that's a that's a great fucking choice. I can't uh I can't hold you for that because you know his presence is felt. Uh, oh, like that's a. Uh, that is Palpatine right there. Yeah. That's mm. I, 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 I it's so it. weird that I like it 
I have a love for, like, the most fascist character in Star Wars ever. Like, and I'm like, oh, I love this guy so much. Yes, I, oh, I, I love to see him emerge in the middle of the Senate. It's like, um, I just, you know. It's conflicting. I, I, want, I want it to be clear. I do not as, a, a, agree with any of Palpatine's. What? Yeah. How? I guess, way. I don't know. But, I you don't, don't know, agree I just, with the most evil fascist wizard that's ever existed in fiction? No, I just have, you know, you know how some people are like really addicted to like serial killer or like, yeah. like those kind of storylines. It's like, it's like a weird thing to be addicted to, but it's like, you know, it's okay because like the story's said and done and it's like, it's fiction or like, I guess in that case, it's not fiction, but in you, this case, you it's know like, it's okay. Like, I don't know shit. Yeah. Um, but like in this case, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's fiction and it's like, it's evil and it's in, in, in my mind, I see it as like, you kind of have to be a little twisted to write an evil character and like to make someone seem calculated. I love just like when a character seems calculated, even though that's what a story is that's written from beginning to end already. And like the calculation is just written, you know, it's like, it's literally built in. So it's like, you just say that they calculated it and they calculated it. Yeah. You're getting better at getting better at suspending belief is more, is more what I call that. You know, uh, I think that, uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and tell you if if you had any signs of agreeing with Palpatine on anything, you certainly would not be the regular co-host of this show or on it at all. Yeah, um, yeah if you if you actually agreed so. with any of Palpatine's like yeah. policy, yeah, you were no. like, you know what? That's just a good strong leader. Yeah, no. I'd whenever be like, whenever oh. Palpatine got on screen, I did not do the rampart. You know, I did not. I, that is not what I did. I I gave a little like. Huh? This is he's fucking. Oh no, yeah, like, it's a moment, man. Fuck. And the music that creeps in, then oh, like that's just hard. Um, oh. no, that's a great, that's a great fucking choice. Uh, I lo- I love that for uh for a performance pick. What about you, Kyler? How are you feeling for performance? <clears throat> um, man, I mean, it's hard. Like McDermott was really good, and like I didn't even really realize that was him. But the fact that it is him definitely is like. Damn, that's like basically all I know Chancellor Palpatine as essentially, you know, and like that's the face I put to that name. Mm. But um I don't know, man. I I'm tempted to lean with the 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 uh Kaminoan character. I thought we just haven't oh. gotten a Kaminoan time. Um, you know. She but, was an interesting Kaminoan. She was like she didn't yeah, knock no, him for, fuck. For sure. She um, was very you could tell that she has not she probably hasn't been to Camino in a while. Um she, she was, was in the Clone Wars. Really? She did the Clone Wars, yeah. Oh, Clone she Wars. Was, oh Yeah, wow. she did uh another as character. This char- oh, I was gonna say I thought Well you yeah, it looks like she did was... this character as well. It looks like she did this character as well. Oh. In the Clone Wars? What was what did she pop up as? Or uh, Queen Nietni. I don't know how you pronounce that. Hmm. Not, probably not in the, hmm. in the ballpark. Wait, who are we talking about? Uh, uh the it's J- Jamila McMillan. The Kami- the Kaminoan yes. senator on. Ah, Coruscant. I see. Um, but she did stuff in the Clone Wars. She was on an episode of iCarly. So, uh, yo, man, that's pretty cool. Queen um, 
No, I love that. I love that. No, it's a good, uh, you, you, you've made a good choice here. Uh, I, I'll break the mold. Um, I think I'm going to pivot a little bit. Uh, and I'm going to go Michelle Ang as, as Omega. Um, because I absolutely loved the way she portrayed the passion in Omega's voice at multiple points. Mm. Also going to be my line, but the line delivery is specifically what made me go, oh, that's going to be my performance of the episode. It's, uh, I saw them destroy everything and I'm mm. angry. What they did was wrong. Like, Omega's got tears in her eyes and you can feel that, you know, like, it's not like I'm like, oh, well, the clearly the voice actress behind this is not feeling those things. No, like I'm in it. It, yeah. it, it feels natural for her to like, I'm angry. And I, I, you know, we don't see Omega get to those dimensions ever. You know, she's a very positive, happy go lucky character. And I love her for that. But to see her feel a little bit more seriously was, uh, was super compelling. And it's why that I had, I had to go with her in both character and performance. I, uh, mm. I loved Omega in this episode and mm. got, pretty much a clean sweep for her save for the scene there i gave away my line performance and character there so uh hey all good i did the same thing before um, yeah <laughs> sometimes it, it just works out it's just way. yeah you know the explanation all goes together it's yeah. uh i guess yeah so uh, that's that's how it went for me what about characters for you guys i chose echo i mean yeah. this one it has to be echo like that end i'm actually crying at the end like yeah and it was yeah. i would like i'm like wait this is actually happening like right now somebody, it's a lot like um, somebody tell omega i love you for the love of god yeah um they're all they're all getting close they're all getting very close i know um, i like and i even want omega to throw out and i love you first you know mm. but and then for them to like <gasps> uh, i love you too you know like some shit like that they don't even need to say it first i don't need that but mm. I was hoping Omega would be like, Echo, I, I mm. love you. And Aww. then, uh, then he, he, Man. him probably throw out a little, I know. You know, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, man. Thank like, you. They probably don't know. They don't know the concept of love. They, <laughs> they haven't thought about it. That. They haven't thought about it. Hunter's so hot and he doesn't even know. He doesn't even know how many people just. He doesn't have... look in the mirror and go, "God damn, I'm hot." You know, he should damn. though. Man, he, he definitely should. should. I mean, um, my per, or character actually leads into my line as well. Uh, for Echo, I just instead of choosing the ending as my favorite scene, I just put him saying, "Keep an eye on them," to Omega, like him realizing that like you're going to be the one to actually take care of him. You know, you've been taking care of us. Actually, he knows. He's actually like, no, you've just actually been taking care of us. Um, and instead of us taking care of you, take um, care keep, of them. Yeah, keep an eye oh. on them. Um, so, but yeah, there's a, <clears throat> but yeah, love it. I don't know. I I hope Echo and and Rex pop up. You know, still in the show. Like we have very different corners of the the galaxy now. We have Crosshair off with you know the Empire and doing whatever he's doing. We got Echo with Rex now, and then we got the the Bad Batch going. I don't know where are they going now. Back to Sid. Uh, did they say where they're going? Is there a plan? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, I think it's just kind of a soft reset for the yeah. beginning of beginning of a new arc, sort of. Uh, yeah, I'm mean, I, I'm fully expecting Echo and Rex to resurface within this season. 
uh, because mm. it did happen at the halfway point. I think maybe we go a couple episodes, maybe even five or six episodes without Echo, and then Rex and Echo reemerge to help them in whatever the final stand of this season is, sort of. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you think Omega eventually, like, does she become a Jedi ever? Like, she get a lightsaber, do you think? No. Ever. No. Uh, my, like, my thing with her being Force-sensitive is that I think it's one of those deals where she'll never fully realize it unless she's meditating one day and then it works for her the way it works for Gunji. Mm. You know, like, one day she'll be like, <gasps> like, oh, fuck, it worked oh. for me that way. Um, I think it's one of those deals where if you don't, like, they say it on multiple occasions throughout Star Wars, if you don't cultivate your Force-sensitivity... If you don't work on it if you don't practice it it'll just go away and she's uh, just like leia it's like mm-hmm. i i kind of had the um the alpha and omega you know like uh, or boba and omega you have one on one side of the coin the warrior brett you know absolute you know that's that's what you're meant for you're meant to kill you're meant to be a warrior killer that's what boba is that's what he goes off and does. And then you have Omega, the complete opposite. You, like, she is just a kid. Just a, a normal kid, the com, you know, innocent to everything. Um, and I don't know, there's, it's just, there's the balance to everything. Like, it, there's, there's yin-yang everywhere in Star Wars. Mm. And I just, I love it. Every time, I don't yeah. know, like, a, it just clicks. It's nice. Nice to see it. Um, Tis indeed. Tis indeed. Uh, but yeah, I dig it. I dig it. Uh, what about uh, you, Kyler? Where, where where are you sitting on this one? Um, I think my character, I'm going with Omega, just because there was a lot of her interaction with Chuchi was really touching, but also to like, I, I think we saw a very found, like uh, important foundational kind of moment for her and then kind of her own like sense of what I believe in, what I, you know, um, you know, that kind of stuff, that, that like feeling of being a key piece to what, and I guess it kind of sucks because the ending of it kind of talks about how basically they kind of worked against what they were actually hoping to accomplish. However, um, Omega kind of being able to be at the center and core of like essentially bringing down someone very, very bad and that destroyed the only, you know, real sense of home planet I guess she could ever have, mm. um, you're talking about like a foundational moment and like fighting for the good side and like what that kind of means for her. That's like the first time that she's probably felt like she's really done something that like is, I mean, you're fighting literally against the biggest form of evil and it's only getting bigger. Like, you know what I mean? And right. so like her being at the center, running the evidence and all of that and giving it to Bail Organa, like, I mean, you're talking about Bail Organa, the impact Ryo Chuchi made on her. Like, that's just a moment coupled with all of that that, like, got it's, oh, man, hits so powerfully for her. It has to be. And then also, I just thought, like, some of the things that happened with her, like, when she sits there and kind of slumps down as Palpatine rises up and listens to what he has to say and stuff. Um, I mean, man, like, that's that's just kind of stuff that I, yeah. I thought was very, like, important to a character like that who's so young and impressionable. And like I said, like, no, she's definitely on the side of good over evil, but like really doesn't know what she truly believes in so much. Right. Or like kind of like the people and, and inspiration, like you mentioned, that's going to kind of be important. Um, that I felt like this could be definitely the develop of that. 
I feel you. I'm 100% with you. And not just that, the impact it's having on her, but the moment that she's at the center of as far as it implicates the galaxy as a whole. Palpatine ushers in the era of the Imperial Stormtrooper, and Omega delivered the evidence that got that done. Um, that's yeah. crazy. You know, like to, to, to place her front and center as that, as a key moment in galactic history, uh, not to be known and read in history books, but to us, uh, that's kind yeah. of, uh, that's kind of crazy. Whenever this was unfolded, I'm like, oh my God, they're like, they're fucked. Like, they're, how do they, how do they come back from this? You know, like, uh, the Empire, you know, like Rampart. I'm like, how the fuck are they going to get out of this? And then Palp, you know, and then fucking Palpy and Masameda rise up out of the floor and they're like, this is what we had been planning for. Oh my Take God. Take him away. It's my, I mean, it's my favorite scene. Palpatine coming out. The music, this dude, the, or the brothers that are making the music, right? Is yeah, that right? Kiner, the Kiner brothers. Oh, yeah. So they're, they are just knocking it out of the park every episode. Like whenever, like it just hits so hard. Like the music, I knew Palpatine was coming out by the music alone, mm -hmm. you know, like before it even showed him. And then um, after he delivers that line, like the era of the Imperial Stormtrooper, and it, it almost drops into that sort of Imperial, uh, dun, 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 you know, like I'm like, oh, you know, like I love that shit. Oh yeah, they. I don't know this Palpatine coming out, and I don't know. Like you see Rampart stand up straight. You see everyone else just kind of like, you know, Bale's like, damn. You know, he, he know, like, I guess yeah, he knows. He's he he knows what's what's about to go down. Um, but I don't know. I I, I love seeing Palpatine uh, back again. Um, one of my just favorite characters in Star Wars. Uh, it was nice to see him on screen. Mm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I couldn't couldn't uh, have not have that as my favorite scene. Uh, uh, I dig me. it. I dig it. Um, I did have it as a favorite scene uh, originally, but then we got to talking about the episode. Jesus Christ! I don't know if you heard that. Uh, something upstairs hit the ground hard. Um, but uh, okay. I had to interrupt myself. It. it brain reset uh but as we talked about the uh wow it's still going uh as we talked about the uh the episode i i realized that the goodbye is mm. my scene. uh because it did move me to tears you know i loved seeing palpatine reemerge and the music in that scene was impactful i love seeing omega at the center of a moment like that witnessing palpatine you know like omega they know what they're up against now Emperor. yeah uh like yeah. that's crazy interacting with bale super cool but the heart of the story of this episode and of this arc is Echo leaving and Omega coming to terms with that and uh, him being like, you know, make sure you continue your training, you know, like uh, I, I won't be gone forever. And he's, yes, uh, you know, and I was like, ah, still kind of hurt, you know, because like it just it just shows who she's being raised by. She's being raised by soldiers. They're not parents. You know, they're not yeah. like she still feels the need to look at Echo and say, yes, sir, which I know is just kind of a way to speak to your elders. But ah, I don't know. I, I thought like maybe I will or or something like that. I don't know. I just, it, it hurt a little bit. And that's why I liked it is that uh, mm -hmm. I feel like we just got a lot of a lot of great Omega moments. And it's a clean sweep for Omega after I uh, implemented that as my scene. Nice. So I, I wanted it there. So uh Kyler, what about you? A scene? 
Excuse me. Sorry. I don't know if you could hear that. Um, okay. I am going to say – I didn't get to say my line. Um, and I want to give it to uh, Bail Organa. He says, follow the money. It always leaves a trail. <laughs> um, follow the I money. just think it goes – um, it. I mean, I'm watching The Wire right now, Cole, and we talked about it, so that's mm-hmm. just like something that mm, – Damn, that's like basically the whole premise of that shit right there. Um, right. And then two, um, that's so funny. That's so but funny. I just think Sorry. it's also very like it does. I kind of think it it gives it a little bit to me. Like we talked about Bale, kind of like not voicing out his um, opinions and stuff on the uh, clone rights and everything like that. Um, but I think it just kind of lends further credence to like his like underground kind of dealings and the work he does down there. Like he's still like putting in that work some like in other ways and is like trying to get to the bottom of things. Um, but I just like that line. Like I said, I'm watching the wire right now. I just kind of hit like that. Um, and for my scene, I'm going with the goodbye scene as well. Uh, I had given some thought and there were some good ones. I mean, Palpatine coming out, like you said, there were some good scenes, but Damn man, like I didn't see anything that happened in the uh, the, the what's the ship called the Vals the Vals I can't remember the the ship that they raided all the stuff from and everything. Oh yeah, we didn't uh, even talk about that. That shit was crazy. Yeah, I mean the the pod scene, the escape pod was pretty no, sick. Like I was about six point four meters off. Yeah, that was not I, my best. That was almost my line. That was almost my line. Um, but why like, those bridges? Like, just, why those ships look like Jar Jar Binks? The bridge, the bridges of the yeah. ships no, in like the two, it, it looks like Jar Jar. ass shit. It's some Gungan ass shit. Why? Uh, there was actually another line in that scene that I almost went with just because I think it's given, it gives us a key insight to what Rex is like mm-hmm. right now. Um, a couple of times, you know, whenever they are about to take off in the pod and he's like, he's the only one who doesn't just hop right in. And he just like kind of hangs back and is like, I don't think this is going to fucking work. And then Tech's like, I got this. And he's like, Oh I, oh, I guess I'll trust you. Okay, uh, he's a little bit—he's a little bit of a cynic. And the uh, the other, and with good reason. The the other part that made me say that is whenever they get to the bridge and Tech goes, uh, "Well, that is unfortunate." And he goes, "You want to be more specific?" Mm-hmm. He's like, mm-hmm. "Everything is unfortunate. There is mm-hmm. not a single fortunate thing." Would yeah. you like to limit that down? Yeah. Uh, I love. <laughs> I love that. Also, Hunter. He's like, implement plans 8, 15, and 26. And Wrecker's like, all of them? And he's like, yeah, do it now. And it's like, I'm pretty sure that's how the, they knew they were going to take control of the the ship, crash it down, go out the escape. Like, that was the plan from the get-go. And that's like, yeah. that's Hunter's real, like, he he's is... got it like that. That's his, that, that's his power, you know, or an enhancement. Is like, he can just... Somehow read electromagnetic shifts in planets too. He's like a droid. Like he has like sensors like a droid does. And he's just a great ass leader. Um, oh no. He's just, it was really cool just him being like Wrecker being like all of them. Like they all just know the plans that fast too. Uh, G shit. G shit. But Kyler, I'm sorry. We cut you off a little bit ago. What was your scene? What did you land on the goodbye? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. No, I just, I think it just goes like, I don't know. I mean, we haven't really seen, like, we've kind of sensed a little bit of angst from some of the members of the batch at different points throughout this season. Um, there was this, the episode where, ah, oh, shit, where were they? They were on Dooku's home planet and the kind of interactions they had with the, uh, the character there. Um, Romar. Yeah, um, the scene, 
Um, shoot. I just had it and then I lost it. But I think we've had some scenes or like just kind of the angst about not having missions and stuff like Sid's waiting too long and like all of these different lines and things that have kind yeah. of pointed to a little bit of like angst and, and stuff. Um, I'm not surprised to see someone going to do a little like more soul searching kind of work, if that makes sense. Um, oh, yeah, and I mean, I mean, hey, good, good for him, man. Good for Echo. Like, you know, a character that's typically underserved, I like giving him a higher purpose, I like giving him something off of the bad batch. Also, I think it just further just, man, Rex is really always just going to fight that good fight, man. And like that always is going to grip someone. He is just a natural. We talk about Hunter being a Rex just really brings that. He, he knows what to do. Some yeah, about him, man. It's like the guy you want to go. You wanna, like, You're right. Side, yeah. Like, yeah, you want to. You want to follow that man. Mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah. I can't, and plus, there's the added fact that Echo is one of that original first batch with Rex. Like they were. They were some of the first clones Damn. that grew up together, and now he's rejoining Rex in the fight post Order sixty six. I think that's really cool. You know, it's where he fits once again, and. uh I, I absolutely love that shit. So uh, that that's a great choice. That's a great choice, and I think that does there we go. Uh, grant us all our favorites, if I'm not mistaken. It is. Do we have any predictions? I guess would be the the last thing. Um, if we have, I guess we're saying Omega's Force sensitive. That's pretty much a lock, though. I don't think we really. I don't know. Really need to write that down. I'm pretty sure that's just. Gonna we'll happen. remember that. Um, We've been speculating that since fucking episode yeah, one, season yeah, one. You know, yeah. like that's that's been something lingering forever. Um, but uh, I don't know. There's nothing. No, I, don't I think know. I, my, I hope we get. I guess let's see the title coming up. We got the crossing. Um, the uh, my uh, my only prediction for the season is that Rex and Echo reunite with the batch to carry out a mission. Uh, another prediction. Uh, this is very, this is wildly specific. You do not have to type this uh, cause it's a lot. Uh, Echo going off with Rex. What are the odds we get some sort of background mission? We don't watch. Well, I guess there's a chance we go and watch Rex and Echo do whatever the fuck they're going to do now. You know, we spent a whole episode mm-hmm. with Slip and Ryo Chuchi and yeah. none of the batch. So we could watch Rex and Echo do their thing. Uh, what if Echo gets captured by the Empire? Um, Echo gets captured by the Empire, force tortured by Darth Vader. Rex mm-hmm. has to go get the batch and be like, I need your help. And we get like a weird call back to the first arc that brought them all together were Anakin helping the batch and Captain Rex to save Echo wherein now Anakin as Vader is fighting them trying to keep them from getting Echo mm-hmm. um, mm. Mm. I feel like that could mm. be really cool that could be really cool um, I did type all of that you typed all <laughs> of that okay cool Yes, um, because if it comes true oh my god and that's what I'm saying dude if it doesn't come true, fuck! It should because that's a great ass idea. Write that shit it's down. True. Like, I actually write the story of that. Like, yeah. one, if you're both, please, because wow, that's such a good idea. And the implications of that. Um, and if it happened, I mean, you were spot fucking on about Echo before. 
you that's might not just, quite as specific as the one I just if, laid out. If you get this, <laughs> if you get this right, and it's the season finale, if this is the season finale, let's see. Hold on. I just got to think that we are in an era. We saw Palpatine. You know, Palpatine's almost even more reclusive than Vader. Like, you're right. You're right. I think it's more a possibility than you, ever that by the end of the season, you could be right. Gonna, you could Vader be pops up in Rebels. Right. I know he's dealing with Jedi at that point, it's so it's a little different. But... Vader too. I mean, oh, you couldn't ask Fresh. for a better Vader. You couldn't ask Fresh for a Vader. better. Yeah, you couldn't ask for a better Vader. Oh my god, Colton. I think wow. the only thing I could add to yours is like we don't really. I still am kind of confused on where they're going to go or what we're going to get from Crosshair. And so I could also see Wrinkle being Crosshair helping out. I could, that's what I was going to say. I could see Crosshair like kind of like, how often do we see motherfuckers invade some Imperial ass shit and they just bump into somebody else working in cahoots with like the same goals and mission of their, like of their mission, like all the fucking time. So, I mean, that just is such a Star Wars trope. It's got to happen. If I remember correctly, and I don't know if this is for sure, but is there a scene where Anakin and Crosshair specifically work together in the in the Bad Batch arc in Clone Wars? Because it could be pretty fucking nuts to see them work together as Vader and Crosshair on the Imperial side of things. Uh, in their dark armor as opposed to... Like... Uh, I feel like Anakin was just more broadly working with the whole batch as, as, as in general, but might be a time for a rewatch of that arc. Just cause, oh, but man. man. Wow. I, I think I need to look into <clears throat> the other scrapped clone wars episodes uh, that I don't know that could possibly be interwoven into this story somehow. Cause that could be pretty cool. That could be I wonder, cool. I wonder, yeah. cause I think there's like six episodes or something like that. That's all that was like scrapped or, or something. I don't know. I don't think it was a lot. Uh, there's plenty, I, I think there's plenty out there. Um, oh, maybe there, there's a know. story where like we got, we got one of them in Bo- book of Boba Fett where Boba oh. and Cad Bane's face off was a scrapped. Yeah. 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 That's right. Movie. That's right. Yeah. All the janky, like uh pre animation, you know, cuts uh that you get like for the, <laughs> For for those leaks, which is I don't know, those are fun. But yeah, I don't know, Colton. If 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 that comes true, I I don't know. I don't know what. You just you don't know me, what you'll do. Just be ready. If this, no, if this comes true, give me your prediction for the MCU at the end of like the Secret of Wars. All. Yeah, just yeah. give me like give me that because you're on one right now. Or right. buy yeah, a lottery. I'm on, ticket. I'm on a roll, and if this comes true, I'm just uh, I'm I'm him. I'm him with a capital H. Yes. Uh, but I think with that, we can conclude this episode of Rebellion's Bloom. If mm-hmm. you would, head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, all sorts of movie reviews and book reviews and comic book pull lists. Got one this week. Unfortunately, my comic shop wasn't carrying the High Republic and Hidden Empire issues this month, which was a disappointment, but... She ordering them just for me, so I appreciate you. Uh, love that shit. So hit your hit up your local comic shop. By the way, they can help you out on a much more personal level than some random chain. Uh, head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. Remember to leave a five star rate and review wherever you are listening and download some fucking episodes. I appreciate it greatly. The pod is growing like crazy right now, and it's massively appreciated. 
Um, let's see, let's see. If you're fucking with us, we got a big couple weeks. Last week was big. This week is big. Uh, we just did the Tales of the Jedi live commentary yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones rewatch is still going on on Mondays. Our comic book character draft is continuing tomorrow with round two. And this Friday brings us our first episode of our comic book journey through film with a guest. Uh, we're going to be joined by my dad, Justin Robertson. Uh, to discuss Howard the Duck, and that's a very fun discussion that I'm so excited for you all to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And on the screen below me that I can see and you cannot, thank you very much, KBZ Kyler Barnett. Absolutely. Absolutely. And remember, peace. Love and bloom. And Gunji forever, bitch.